They think we're in a parallel universe. Everything is backwards. Right is wrong. Wrong is right. Boys are girls. Girls are boys. Drag queens hanging around the schools. Nothing makes sense. And the mainstream media tells us every day that Joe Biden is an honest man full of empathy. Hmm? You believe that? After everything we've seen, it's amazing who they lionize and who they demonize. So the Trump family, they were successful. They're still successful for many decades before Donald Trump ever got into politics. That's when they made their money, their real money. Joe Biden, how did he make his money? In politics. He made it through politics. He is a rich man because of politics. It's supposed to be public service. When you look at him and you see all that stuff he has, you think it's about public service? Put him up. Biden and Trump side by side. What do they bring to the table? Oh, by the way, what does Joe Biden have of value to offer the world? Donald Trump could build you a skyscraper. Joe Biden can smile and shake your hand and pretend he cares at your mother's funeral, but he'll really be checking his watch. It is, in my opinion, a parallel universe, totally twisted and backwards. You remember Star Trek, the original, when they got caught in the transporter and they wound up in that parallel universe that was evil? <laughs> That's kind of what it seems like right now, doesn't it? Everything is not making sense. Hey, where do you get a load of what Hunter was deducting on his tax returns? Ever hear of the Chateau Marmont? It is a fancy, very popular hangout for the Hollywood elite in Hollywood. And that's where Hunter was staying and smoking crack. It's in his book. And all the time there, he's deducting it. He's deducting it uh, as a business expense. That prostitutes, I couldn't believe it. I didn't know this, did you? While writing his memoir, Hunter stated, I holed up inside the chateau for the first six weeks and learned how to cook crack. Hunter Biden allegedly falsely claimed business deductions for, for payments made to the Chateau Marmont, a hotel room for his supposed drug dealer, sex club memberships, falsely referenced on the wire as a golf membership, hotels he was blacklisted from, and a Columbia University tuition payment for his adult daughter. The nerve of that guy, huh? This is Joe Ziegler, IRS whistleblower. He was fantastic today. These guys coming forward, they, they just... They had no choice. They have that much integrity. They had to say, this is wrong. Next. With respect to the 2014 tax year, Hunter Biden did not report any of the money he earned from Burisma for the 2014 tax year, which would have, which would have been a tax loss to the government of $124,000. He didn't deserve that money. He got paid that money, and he wouldn't even pay taxes on it. How about that? At one point, he actually structured it, tried to portray it as a loan. He got a loan from Burisma, so he didn't have to pay taxes on it. Look at all that money, all of that money. Now, sometimes they say, ooh, these, this is just a case of the investigators, the IRS investigators, they were overzealous, and the attorneys knew better. That's not true. The decision to bring felony counts against Hunter Biden was agreed to by both prosecutors and investigators. In the fall of 2021, I met with prosecutors assigned to the case, and we all agreed and decided which charges we are going to recommend to in the prosecution report, which included felony counts related to 2014 and 18. 
And that is being misrepresented, misreported, even lied about by the mainstream media, trying to chalk this up to people with lawyers somehow knew better. No, they were all on the same team until political interference, till Washington, till Merrick Garland, perhaps, got involved. You know who was great today at the House Oversight Committee? Marjorie Taylor Greene. You know, we have all seen Hunter's antics with uh, various individuals at night. Uh, she had some questions about that. Uh, a lot of that stuff is illegal. I would like to uh, present this to the committee. This is showing Hunter Biden paying for a victim's United flight from L.A. to Dulles. If he was purchasing her a plane ticket for sex and traveling across state lines, do you believe that to be a violation of the Mann Act, Mr. Ziegler? Man Act, it's designed to prevent the trafficking of uh, sex trafficking. She went back after one day. This looks like a violation of the of the Man Act. Just think, Hunter is going to not go to jail. Just a couple of misdemeanor accounts. These whistleblowers were great today, and they have put it all on the line. And Hollywood, uh, rich billionaires, uh, they're not coming to their rescue. There's no benefit from me blowing the whistle on this case. Absolutely none. I have no book deal, and the only money that goes into my bank account every two weeks is from my employment for the federal government. Compare that to the Democrat-oriented, anti-Trump-oriented whistleblowers like that phony baloney, dumpy colonel named Vinman. Remember him? Uh, what happened after he eavesdropped on that phone call uh, and ran all over town? Uh, he got a book deal. Uh, he actually does movies now. Let's see. He's good friends with Arnold Schwarzenegger. So is his brother, okay, <laughs> clowning around in Arnold Schwarzenegger's backyard. And he has walk-on appearances as himself on HBO. Yeah, there he is with Larry David on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Is that happening for these whistleblowers? No, but they're telling the truth. Vinman may have a little bit more money, but these guys have their integrity. Um, I want to play this also from Ziegler. This happened just a little while ago uh, on CBS News. You know, a lot of this information was taking them very close to Joe Biden. They wanted to interview some of the children of Hunter Biden's, right? The grandchildren of Joe. No, that was a no-go. Why did you want to interview Hunter Biden's adult children? So a lot of the um, business deductions expenses related to the adult children. Did you get the approvals? So we never received the approvals to to talk to 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 those people. What did the assistant U.S. attorney tell you? That that's going to get us into hot water. Is that in the IRS handbook, avoiding hot water? No, but I mean, I was asking to do these certain things and roadblock after roadblock was put up in front of me. No roadblock when you want to bring in the Trump children and bring them to the Inquisition. Remember how they used to haul them to Capitol Hill? Here's Donald Trump Jr. Did anybody get in hot water uh, for this, for harassing that family so consistently for, what has it been, eight years now? That was, the swamp said that's okay. But anything related to the Bidens, not okay. So let's uh, go to our scoreboard again. Where are we at this point? 71 pending indictments, felonies, uh, that is, felony counts against Donald Trump. Zero against these two criminals. I'm sorry, alleged criminals. 
<laughs> Can we go over a few more numbers? How much money was it from Romania? $1 million sent the Biden family from Romania. Uh, how much from China? $3 million transferred from China. How much from Ukraine? $10 million, $10 million at least. We think that number is actually higher. I want to remind everybody about a person named Bill Stevenson, Jill Biden's first husband. Yeah, Jill was married to him before Joe showed up and uh, moved in on his wife. Anyway, he's not bitter about uh, that, about Jill, but this does bother him. He had a great big thriving business called the Stone Balloon in Wilmington, Delaware. Everybody knew it. Bruce Springsteen would play there, big musical acts, and he had a lot of employees. Well, look at this. He was indicted. Felony tax uh, allegations against him. On April 21st, 1982, defendants were arraigned in this court for failing to make payments to the account for the first quarter of 1982. Um, not paying payroll taxes for the first quarter of 1982. Do you notice the date? April 21st, 1982. Three weeks later... <laughs> they are eight days late and they haul them in to federal court. Now, it must have been tens of millions of dollars, right? No, it was $8,000, $8,000. Uh, the word is that Joe Biden is still furious with Bill Stevenson for a lot of personal reasons that, uh, well, maybe we'll find out the full extent and scope someday. Delaware is a small place, and in the 1980s, and you're a senator, you're the king of Delaware, and you can do whatever you want. Amazing. One of the Stevenson, his brother, actually was convicted of a felony. A felony. $8,000 too late. Seven days. A felony. Conviction. And what, is, uh, what does this guy get? Nothing. I'm talking about Hunter. Anyway, back to the hearing today. Marjorie Taylor Greene was fantastic. You referred to one of the assistants as West Coast assistant. I believe this is the West Coast assistant. Could you agree with that? So I can tell you that there were deductions for what we believe to be escorts. And then that $10,000 golf club membership, yes, that was not a golf club membership. That was for a sex club payment. That was for a sex club payment. Um, payments such as this through from from Hunter Biden to prostitutes. Wow, that's uh, that's some nerve <laughs> tax deductions for prostitutes. Well, and he's only going to get a slap on the wrist. No prison. This is not fair. Everybody can see it. When we come back, we'll hear from the chairman of the House Oversight Committee who ran an amazing hearing today, uh, James Comer. We're also going to look at the law. They say President Trump broke related to January 6th. 18 U.S. Code 241, conspiracy against rights. I read the law. Basically, if you tell somebody to shut up, the feds can come at you. We'll be right back. How much money did Hunter Biden and his business associates receive from the Ukrainian company Burisma? Uh, Burisma paid to everyone involved $6.5 million. $6.5 million. Burisma also paid Blue Star Strategies and a law firm hundreds of thousands of dollars, bringing the total Burisma payments to over $7 million. Is, is that correct? That is correct. $7.3 million. $7.3 million. Between 2014 and 2019, this brings the total amount of foreign income streams received to approximately $17 million, correct? That is correct. 
And he didn't even have the decency to pay taxes on all that Burisma money. How about that? Congressman James Comer joins us, Republican of Kentucky and chairman of the House Oversight Committee. Outstanding hearing today, in my opinion, sir. Were you satisfied? Thank you. I was. I was. Uh, we saw that the Democrat members can't defend the indefensible. We saw that the IRS confirmed what we've been saying for months about the Bidens receiving millions and millions of dollars from our adversaries around the world. We found out now, without a shadow of a doubt, that their investigation uh, from the IRS was obstructed by the Department of Justice. So this gives us a lot of fuel moving forward to continue to follow the money. So these guys were great. Uh, Ziegler and Shapley, hearing from them, uh, very important. Uh, they both said, especially Shapley, that he's feeling the heat from his, uh, his bosses at the IRS. Let's listen to this, please. I have been attacked as incompetent and falsely accused of being a liar, a leaker, or both. All by people who know nothing about me or the facts of this case. Some question if I should even be called a whistleblower, suggesting that my disclosures are not legally protected merely because they don't like what I'm saying. We've had seen this shoe on the other foot before, and some Republicans have made the same error. So there's plenty of blame for both sides. The cycle of villainizing or canonizing government employees who report what they believe is wrongdoing has to stop. I thought that was interesting about the villainizing and canonizing. We have seen that before. Uh, but are you worried about these guys and how they're being treated? They both still work for the IRS. I'm very worried, but we've learned that they've been retaliated against by the IRS. They've been threatened to lose their job. They've been told, uh, whispered in their ear that their careers are ruined. And this is wrong. You know, the Democrats on the committee, they claim to get the backs of the federal workforce. Uh, they claim to be the sponsors of all this whistleblower protection legislation. Uh, and they're OK with whistleblowers as long as they're blowing the whistle on Donald Trump. But if they blow the whistle on a Democrat, God forbid. I mean, it's a, it's a different story. And to see how the Democrat members of the House Oversight Committee treated these two credible, effective, accomplished IRS whistleblowers was pretty sickening. It was bad, really disappointing. You know, it wasn't always like this in this country. You're presented with facts. People uh, treat them you know, with respect, and it's not happening here. If you're Joe Biden, is this getting to you? Are you sleeping well at night? I mean... You know, it explains a lot to me, the China balloon, the weird reaction, uh, all these mm -hmm. crazy uh, giveaways to our adversaries. Yep. Do you think, do you sense, have you heard that they're sweating it a little bit, that they're feeling the heat, the Bidens, and especially Joe himself? Well, he should. I mean, if he only watches MSNBC and reads the Washington Post and New York Times, if that's the only sources of information he has, then he probably feels pretty good about himself. But you know, the rest of America's keeping up with this investigation. You know, whether you're Democrat or Republican, whether you're urban or rural, one thing I think we can all agree on is we detest public corruption. And I think any American can see the fact that there there is overwhelming evidence that the Biden set up all these shell companies while he was vice president. They received millions and millions of dollars from our adversaries in China, Ukraine, and Russia for reasons no one knows. And then they laundered the money down to different Biden family members, including his grandchildren, uh, who were under 18. So this isn't normal behavior. It smells. And I think every American, even even Americans that are, are strong Democrats, realize that there's potential corruption here. 
So when you remember Joe said when he was confronted with this stuff, he's only been confronted maybe twice in his entire yeah. presidency. But uh, someone said, OK, you know, we, we hear these allegations and uh, all this money coming into your family. And he says, where's the money? He tries to be funny. Where's yeah. the money? Um, do you think it's like Tony Bobolinsky said when he was talking to the Biden brother, plausible deniability? Were they clever yeah. enough to actually avoid ultimate prosecution, criminal prosecution? You, did they cover their bases well enough to avoid prosecution on this stuff? I think they probably covered their bases well enough to not have a direct wire to Joe Biden. However, uh, we're going to continue to find millions and millions of dollars. We just now got the bank records in from Ukraine. So if Joe Biden wasn't sweating uh, prior to today, he should be sweating now. And I think that we're going to be able to show that uh, this family received millions more from our adversaries. And the only possible reason that uh, you could explain why these foreign nationals and foreign government were sending this family money was because they were getting favors from Joe Biden. Hey, by so the way, this is an investigation about Joe Biden, and it, it always has been. Absolutely. And I don't know if you know this. I found this out recently. Joe Biden, as vice president, went to meet with the president of Ukraine uh, two days before he left office. He goes all the way to mm -hmm. Europe to have a meeting mm -hmm. with the yeah. head of Ukraine. And on that same trip, he, <laughs> he only had two or three days left in office. He goes all the way over there. And he also makes time to see the president of China with just a few days left in office. And the way he spoke about the president of Ukraine seemed a little bit weird to me. You know, I miss, I'll, I'll miss the sound of your voice. I'm going to have to call you every other day. What does that tell you? Well, look what we're having to do in Ukraine now. And, you know, there's no transparency. We're sending Ukraine a blank check. Uh, but yet this family received millions and millions of dollars from Ukraine, a country known for its corruption. Look, I support Ukraine against Russia, but I don't want to give them, you know, hundreds of billions of our hard-earned tax dollars in the United States when we have crumbling infrastructure here and we have needs and debt here that we need to take care of first. But Joe Biden continues to put the Bidens first and Americans last. So uh, we believe that if you look at Joe Biden's admission in that one interview where he admitted he held up the foreign aid mm. in exchange for getting the prosecutor fired who was investigating his son's corrupt energy company. I mean, I think there's overwhelming evidence that uh, there's a conflict of interest with Ukraine and Joe Biden, yet we're continuing to, to fund this war with Ukraine, sending them blank checks. And I don't think very many members of Congress know exactly where this money is going. And that should be a concern to every taxpayer in America. And Joe just might not have a choice, all right? They may have a draw mm -hmm. full of stuff on sure. him. And uh, well, Congressman James Comer, very impressive today. Really quick, what's next? Well, we're in there in the deposition phase, so we have about five people, and uh, everyone will have, uh, know who the five people are. Uh, they're all people that have been mentioned as former Biden associates, people that uh, were involved with the Bidens in helping them launder money from the foreign nationals. We're going to bring them in and see if we can find out what the Bidens did to receive the money and what Joe knew and what level of involvement Joe had in the family uh, corruption. Congressman Comer, chair of the House Oversight Committee, thank you. Come back soon, please, and good luck with your investigation. Right. We'll be right back. Thank you. In 2010, our debt was $13 trillion. Gold was $1,000 an ounce. Today, $32 trillion and $2,000 an ounce. 
So now that we have $1 trillion in interest payments annually, another $1 trillion on defense, do we really think the spending is going to slow down? A surging national debt is bullish for gold. Bloomberg stated gold appears as a caged bull awaiting a catalyst. The oncoming commercial real estate crisis will be that catalyst. $1.5 trillion in interest-only loans are coming due, and with vacancies, plunging valuations, and higher interest rates, more companies are just going to walk away. It's no wonder Google searches for how to buy gold hit record levels in 2023. It's as simple as calling Patriot Gold Group today, by the way. Find out why they are an A-plus consumer affairs top-rated gold and silver company nationwide. Call the proud Americans at Patriot Gold today before it's too late. Mention Newsmax and you'll get best-in-class service from Patriots protecting Patriots. Patriot Gold Group has no fee for life IRA where your IRA or 401k can be physical gold and silver. Call 888-309-9181. That's 888-309-9181 and get a free investor guide today. Patriot Gold Group is Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer for six years in a row. Call now, 888-309-9181. Protect your retirement with the Patriot Gold Group. He loves the Constitution. He fights for what's right. He hates the bad guys. He's a freedom warrior. He's your freedom warrior. Watch Carl Higby every weekday on Newsmax. I want to be clear in how I characterize this. This is a, mostly a protest. Uh, it, is not, uh, it is not, generally speaking, unruly. That is now one of the most iconic fake news moments of all time. Ali Velshi explaining away, excusing, ignoring the chaos and violence all around him. I think one component, other than he wanted to exploit the issues for his own personal benefit, uh, he didn't live in the town. What does he care? He's just, just passing through. Um, you know and I know the Black Lives Matter riots were, well, they were disastrous for this country. Billions of dollars worth of damage, many, many lives lost. And it was glorified, glorified all over the place. Well, it wasn't glorious, but some interesting people were taking note, including Jason Aldean. Have you ever heard of him? He's a, uh, he's a music country singer, right? I'm not, I'm not that familiar, but anyway, let's listen to his song. All right. Nice, uh, interesting video. From that, I can tell he doesn't like riots. That's great, right? I had a little trouble actually making out the words. More on that in a second. But uh, the song is doing very well. Number one on the charts, uh, the country charts. And there it is at the very top on iTunes. And where is it? Uh, the video is number one as well. Interestingly, country music television. Actually, this is crazy. Country music television, CMT has banned the video from uh, their airwaves. No more Jason Aldean. Try that in a small town. They say 
Well, it's not clear what the problem is. Some people are trying to say this song is racist and it glorifies lynching. So let's look at the lyrics. Let's actually look at what's going on here. Sucker punch somebody on a sidewalk. Carjack an old lady at a red light. Pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store. You think it's cool? Well, act a fool if you like. Now, I can tell by that that he doesn't like that stuff. And we know that from the video. What's the problem so far? Cuss out a cop. Spit in his face, stomp on the flag and light it up. Yeah, you think you're tough? Well, try that in a small town. Well, I think that this is fine. And he was inspired to write a song in those events. And actually, this is what he says about it. All right. This is these are his words after the controversy. Try that in a small town for me refers to the feeling of a community that I had growing up where we took care of our neighbors, regardless of differences of background or belief, because they were our neighbors. And that was above any differences. Yeah. And neighbors and communities, civilized communities, believe that the cops are good and you shouldn't be burning the flag. Good for him. Um, But they pulled it. Hmm? Wild. That song is no good, but this is great. Yes, this was simulated lesbian sex uh, at the Grammys on CBS television right after 60 Minutes a while back. How about that? Meg the Stallion and somebody else? Uh, who cares uh, who these people are? But that is okay. But this stuff, this quaint little song, no good. Wow. Now this... Have you noticed that it really depends on what people look like these days in America, whether or not something deserves attention? There was a mass shooting in uh, Hampton, Georgia. Four white people were killed. The gunman was on the loose for two days. He was ultimately killed in a shootout with cops. Why didn't you hear anything about this on the news? Well, crazy theory here. We think it has something to do with the ethnicity of the victims and the ethnicity, the race of the shooter. This is not something the media feel particularly comfortable talking about when it's a black uh, assailant and white victims. This happens all the time across the board. Remember Atlanta, the spa shootings. We were told specifically by the FBI, by local police, that race was not a factor. But Joe and Kamala could not get there fast enough. They flew down on Air Force One to exploit the whole issue and say it was all about white supremacy. Then there were the the Waukesha Christmas attack at that beautiful parade in Wisconsin. And then that maniac drove through it, killed, I think, what, nine people. Uh, you barely heard boo about it. Why? Well, because the assailant was black and the victims were white. And for some crazy warped reason, that makes people uncomfortable in the mainstream uh, dominant media. Buffalo shooting. And these are all, all, this is awful. I mean, this guy, just terrible what he did. Shot up that store. Uh, he was white. The victims were black. No, no coverage whatsoever. Then the New York City subway attack. You see what happens? It's a pattern. Why is that? You know what? All of these things really deserve a great deal of attention. Maybe we could figure it out. Maybe we could stop them. I don't know. Maybe, just maybe, the toxic things that the media and politicians, Democrat politicians, have said about white people has fueled racial division in America. Is that possible? I have a crazy theory and hunch that it is. 
I've recently discovered that people are saying that I must be more credible because I'm a Democrat who happens to be married to a man. I'm no more credible than this man sitting next to me due to my, due to my sexual orientation or my political beliefs. The truth is, my credibility comes today from my job experience with the IRS and my intimate knowledge of the agency's standard and procedures. I really like and appreciate what that guy just said. His name is Ziegler. He's the IRS, one of the IRS whistleblowers. We found out his name today. And before we found out his name, we found out he was a Democrat. We found out that he happened to be gay, as if that was somehow important to the story. And people were saying, well, you know, he's a Democrat and he's gay. Maybe he's more credible. I so appreciate that he said that. It doesn't matter. His expertise and integrity, that's what matters. Some other little... Uh, things that happened today that we get we did not get to earlier. This is Congressman Goldman. Unfortunately, I think he's going to be around for a long time. Uh, watch this. You testified that he said to to that Hunter told his dad, according to Rob Walker, quote, I may be trying to start a company or try to do something with these guys. Now, let me ask you something. That doesn't sound much like Joe Biden was involved in whatever Hunter Biden was doing with the CEFC if Hunter Biden is telling him that he's trying to do business with them, does it? No, but it does show that he said he told his father he was trying to do business and he was okay. talking. Well, to that is true. Hunter Biden does try to do business. That's correct. Yes. So you don't not only have no direct evidence connecting Joe Biden to any of Hunter Biden's business deal, you actually had proof that he wasn't involved. That is the proof that you had. Uh, we have proof that Joe Biden has lied consistently, consistently. How many times did he tell us this is CEFC is a Chinese firm that Hunter told Joe he was trying to do business with these guys. Remember when Joe said he never talked about these things? Mr. Vice President, how many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas dealings. And so how do you know? Let's, let's you know? Here's what I know. I know Trump deserves to be investigated. He is violating every basic norm of a president. You should be asking him the question, why is he on the phone with a foreign leader trying to intimidate a foreign leader? If that's what happened, that appears what happened. You should be looking at Trump. Trump's doing this because he knows I'll beat him like a drum. And he's using the abuse of power and every element of the, the presidency to try to do something to smear me. I don't think you have to be a CSI criminal body language expert to know that that guy is defensive as hell because he's vulnerable. Because he knows, of course, he talked to his son about his business dealings. Look at that, huh? Another thing from today. Here's what galls me. I don't like these attacks on the Department of Justice, the FBI, the IRS, as if they are somehow anti-U.S. agencies. Those agencies keep this democracy in check. It keeps them in float. They provide the checks and they provide the balances. That's uh, Mpume, is that his name? Democrat from Maryland? Well, he doesn't know a damn thing about government. Um, the FBI, those are agencies, executive branch agencies. That's not checks and balances, okay? You need the judicial branch and you need the legislative branch and the executive. They all check each other, 
but you don't have various agencies within the executive branch. That's not checks and balances, although maybe that's what they have in mind long term. That would be authoritarianism. Nancy Pelosi is back. What did she do now? I couldn't be prouder of him. And uh, again, we're very fortunate uh, that he is in that position. He's younger than I am, so I, uh, he's a kid to me as well, the president <laughs> is. Look at those two fools laughing at her. <laughs> like that, that was witty or something. Like. They're talking about Joe, who just mumbled in front of the president of Israel. It was the most humiliating thing uh, for our foreign policy and for our relations with Israel. Anyway, they got a big kick out of it. Hey, how's Paul doing? Hmm? What's the latest on that case? Remember when they broke into the house somehow and he got hit on the head? How is he doing? What's the latest with that? Very, we got to, we got to, we'll get back to you on that. I got to find out. Do you know? We'll be right back. Greta Van Susteren is back. She's on Newsmax, giving you the really big stories without the spin. Watch The Record with Greta Van Susteren. She's smart, tough, and always fair. Don't miss Greta's new show. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. Look at these polls. Wow. I mean, how far can you be? <laughs> this is crazy. Have we ever seen a, a situation like this? 30 points, 35 points. What is this, 40, 40 points? Uh, and then how's he measuring up against Joe Biden, Donald Trump? And they say some of the rhinos out there, he's unelectable. So these poll numbers, this explains why Jack Smith, that crazy prosecutor, is <laughs> trying to indict again. Uh, I don't think it's going to work. Although this thing, this thing that they came up with, apparently this is the statute they think they can get Trump on. 18 U.S. Code 241, conspiracy against rights. Well, I read it earlier. Okay, let's read it all together. If two or more persons conspire to injure, oppress, threaten, or intimidate any person in any state, territory, commonwealth, possession, or district in the free exercise or enjoyment of any right or privilege secured to him by the Constitution or laws of the United States, blah, 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 10 years in prison and all kinds of other penalties. I don't know. I, I feel like if you tell somebody to shut up, you might be in violation of that. If you and somebody else tell someone to be quiet, is that a conspiracy? Seems like a big stretch to me. Let's bring in the experts. Uh, Dick Morris, host of Dick Morris Democracy. You see him all over Newsmax, of course, and author of The Return, Trump's big 2024 comeback. And Matt Whitaker, former acting U.S. Attorney General, U.S. Attorney. Matt, first to you, the lawyer. Uh, that statute as applied to Trump January 6th. That concerns me a little bit. It seems like such a stretch, but these guys are crazy and corrupt enough to try it. Yeah, they are, and it's good to be with you and Dick tonight. But this, this statute, and in fact, all three statutes that they allegedly are going to charge the president with are very broad. They're not specific. They've never been applied in a situation like this. Uh, and I think it's really, uh, you know, a, 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 the whole argument is ultimately going to be about trying to convince a jury uh, of the of the, the those vague things that you know that I guess that uh, Americans were denied their voting rights by Joe Biden uh, being put in as president. It's it's a very convoluted and confusing 
um, theory, but you know, Jack Smith has been known to stretch the law before. Wow, it's just and should it be happening? Obviously, in a case like this, you don't want to be experimenting. Dick, what are your thoughts overall? Well, first, let's recall the Washington D.C. jury, and Trump got five percent of the vote there. So it'll be an all-Democratic jury that hears this case if it ever gets to it. But I think the key point here is that the federal government and the Justice Department is using all the legal resources it possibly can to obstruct America's right to choose the next president. We have the two indictments, the one already and the one that's coming. We have uh, the electors, the Trump slate of electors in Michigan have all been indicted on fraud. Which is ridiculous, uh, and uh, and and they're doing doing everything they can to go after Trump, and I think the Republican Party needs to not take this lying down. At the issuing statements of support for Trump aren't enough. I think the House Republicans who refuse to approve any spending for anything in the American government, including the Justice Department, and literally grind it to a halt until the Justice Department agrees to drop its prosecution of anybody who is running for president of the United States until after the election. I think that's a position the public would approve of, and I think it's crucial that they not be permitted to interfere with this election and basically obstruct it. Our entire democracy is at stake. You know what, Dick? Uh, I think you're on to something. Matt Whitaker, you work there at the Justice Department and you work with Congress. Could they actually do something like this, the Republicans? And would the DOJ back off in such a scenario? Yeah, sure. You could shut down the government. In fact, when I was acting attorney general, it was shut down for the longest uh, period of time, 41 days, I believe. Uh, and we had to, you know, do the jobs uh, that, you know, were uh, obviously the necessary jobs, but it did uh, significantly uh, halt, for example, special counsel Mueller's investigation. Uh. Um, so that being said, I, you know, I think that Dick's point that the Republicans in Congress need to be tougher uh, is absolutely right. I think, it, you know, and I think his other point, which is spot on, is that this is clearly election interference. Uh, you know, DOJ typically does not prosecute uh, presidential candidates while they're running for president. Corrupt and countries do. Corrupt regimes do. This is so bad. It's so obvious. Right. They're counting on us not doing anything about it. Like, you know, the, your creative idea. And oh, by the way, they've taken protesting off the table. You can't protest because, oh, something horrible can happen. And, and I don't want anything horrible to happen. But it's crazy. I can't believe this is America. Hang in there, everybody. Dick Morris, Matt Whitaker. Thank you both. We'll be right back. You know, it's history, and we don't see this very often. I mean, a serial killer caught. Uh, kind of amazing. Totally amazing. Uh, there he is. Uh, Hoyerman's the name. And uh, it's believed that, well, he's strongly suspected in these murders. But so far, police have tied him directly uh, to four. To four. And I think the, the, that list could easily, easily grow. Uh, last Friday afternoon... Authorities in Suffolk County made the announcement led by Police Commissioner Rodney K. Harrison of Suffolk County. Rex Sherman is a demon that walks among us, a predator that ruined families. Commissioner Harrison came into office in early 2022, and one of the very first things he did, he wanted to go to the crime scene. 
Uh, there's the commissioner, just a few days on the job inspecting the crime scene. Uh, commissioner Harrison joins us now. Commissioner, congratulations. Uh, great job. Why, why did you want to go to the crime scene so early on? This was a 12-year-old crime, and it didn't happen on your watch. Why did you do that? Yeah, so, so Greg, uh, one of the things that I that I learned in the NYPD, it's always good to, to go back to the crime scene and uh, take a closer look at and see, you know, what did we miss? You know, why is this case taking so, so long to solve? And uh, is there anything that we can do uh, going forward to identify our subject? Uh, these are some of the tools that I learned from your father, uh, you know, making sure that we are we're holding our investigators, our, our lieutenants accountable. And uh, going out there with Kevin Byron and seeing exactly what we had and what did we possibly miss was, uh, was the main reason why I went by the crime scene. And uh, it, it was a, a little bit of a concern because there wasn't much there to, to work with regarding trying to uh, cultivate any types of technology that could help out with the investigation. Well, just a few weeks after this moment, you guys found the name Rex Horman. You figured it out. More on that in a moment. I want to show the arrest in New York City. You sent your detectives into New York. Uh, you'll see Hoyerman in a moment. There he is. These are his last moments of freedom. He's about to get arrested, and you'll see that. Uh, your guys, all in suits, uh, actually, approach him and kind of surround him. Can you tell us what you know about, about this moment, his reaction, and, um, and, and what do the cops tell you about this? Yeah, so, uh, you know, one of my detectives uh, approached him and said, hey, Rex, listen, you're, you're under arrest. He goes, what's for? He goes, what's for? And uh, we just put him in a van. Uh, we read him his Miranda warnings. Uh, as soon as we read him his Miranda warnings, and, and uh, uh, we asked him if he wanted a lawyer. He said, yes, I want a lawyer right away. And uh, that was it. We couldn't ask any more questions. And uh, we brought him back to uh, our headquarters here at 30 Yapank, which was uh, about an hour and a half ride. Wasn't too much conversation. was very somber. Uh, didn't admit to anything. And uh, it, it is what it is. We have to now deal with uh, his defense attorney and see uh, what's going to be the process going forward regarding trying to get more information from him. So, wildly, he was on YouTube being interviewed by some French real estate guy. We've all seen the video at this point. And um, uh, can, we, can we show that, please? I'm just curious if, was this a law enforcement ruse? Can you tell us at this point? Uh, it just he seemed like kind of not important enough to be interviewed by French TV. And the first time I saw this and this was early last year. Were you guys involved in this? Can you say uh, I will say this? Uh, absolutely not. Uh, I'm not sure how uh, that question came about, but this had nothing to do with our investigation or the uh, men and women of the Suffolk County uh, Police Department and the task force that was created. Uh, so I'm not sure too much about the video or what he was trying to do there. Uh, but uh, we, we did a lot of great work. Uh, uh, compliments to uh, the uh, law enforcement leaders out here that really came together. And I, I said this before, left their egos at the door. And uh, providing personnel, uh, we put them all in a room, uh, made sure that they were dedicated to this case, and we were able to uh, get this monster off the streets. Well... Uh, congratulations again. And you did it in pretty short order, a matter of weeks, you and the district attorney and the task force. But I have to ask you something, and it predates you. 
Uh, there was some information out there that maybe they should have connected the dots a long time ago, well before you arrived on the scene. Let's go through it. Th this is what we believe the authorities had in their possession. They knew that it was a Chevy Avalanche that might be important. They had a description of a suspect. They had the calls coming uh, from the burner phone in Massapequa Park, which is residential and not very big, and the office of Manhattan. Um, given that, do you think there has to be a bit of a reevaluation or are there lessons learned that can be applied here because some are pointing out hey that's a lot of stuff you guys put it together maybe they should have been able to do that a long time ago you know greg uh, everybody feel monday morning quarterback a homicide investigation uh, you know uh, i can't speak on uh, my predecessors and uh, why we didn't uh, zero in into a couple of those clues that you, you just shared with me uh, I, I will say this uh, we, we need to go forward. Uh, we need to make sure that we uh, cultivate any other evidence or information and uh, make sure we give a nice package to my partner, uh, Ray Turney, uh, so we can uh, prosecute this case and make sure this person never sees a light of day again. Congratulations uh, to you, the task force, and um, many, many thanks. Thanks very much. We'll see you tomorrow.